On today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we're going to discuss a little bit of what Tuesday's loss to the Nashville Predators has done with the Panthers coming into practice yesterday. A little more talk about Owen Tippett and the mental aspect of trade rumors and being sent down. And we're also going to preview tonight's matchup. For the third and final time, the Florida Panthers facing off against the Columbus Blue Jackets, all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday, February 24th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team every day? Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. My name is Armando Velez. I'm from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at monoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. L.A. Panthers. You can also follow the national show, Lockdown NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, the Florida Panthers returned to practice on Wednesday at FLA Live Arena just a day after taking that 6-4 defeat against the National Predators. And there was kind of a little bit of a different vibe going into practice where the Andrew Burnett spoke a lot about how the players are keeping each other accountable. They went, came in with a little bit of extra juice uh, coming into Wednesday's practice. And with how losses haven't come by the Panthers way as often this season as in seasons past, for me, it's a little bit of strange territory now when this team does lose. But when they do, it's like, number one, not the end of the world. But at the same time, it's a great motivator for this team that after really dominating the game five on five and just having some mental lapses and Andrew Burnett talked about how they thought they could relax a little bit and lo and behold... Uh, the Nashville Predators come with two goals on the other end. And that just goes to show that this bar is raised for this Florida Panthers team. And this is what contending teams consistently do when faced with a game that they had like they did on Tuesday night. The Panthers all season have only lost eight times by multiple goals. That's incredible. That doesn't to have the fact that even when they do lose, I mean, total losses, if you include overtime and regulation losses is a total of 16. So they're not getting blown out when they do lose. So just incredible to see that they're still holding each other accountable and they're still having that energy to come to practice, to want to, be better and that's just a product of the culture that the florida panthers are trying to change 
and that they are currently that's currently in place too because there has been a culture change think about i mean march is coming and what is why do i say march is coming because just two years ago the league was shut down to the covid19 and then the florida panthers just a few months later returned to the stanley cup bubble in toronto and a completely different team from then you get a gm change in between you get a coach going into his second year, even though he's not here anymore. That's changed the culture as well. And that has continued based on like what Bill Zito has bought, brought in with his set of players to complement the core three. And that losses, they're not going to be too down on themselves. It's just get back to the lab. That's pretty much what it is, is getting back to the lab and coming back to become better. And it's really encouraging, really, of all things to see that it's just like a you're never satisfied. I mean, we've seen this motivation from them in practice even when they win. But coming in after a loss it like, like that, is is i i nodded i i i nodded and i said there you go panthers that's how you that's how you respond after taking an l the way they did on tuesday because it 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 was a very winnable game for the panthers and it's just again mental lapses happen and they want to make sure that they don't have those mental lapses or the fact that they want those to happen less often and the fact that they're doing this in february i mean let's let's be honest with ourselves about where january and february can be kind of the dog days of the nfl the nhl season excuse me that sometimes even aaron Eckblad talked about it a few weeks ago how sometimes these players can be on autopilot you're just in the groove of the season there's not really in the normal season you don't really have much breaks, really, to get yourself some rest. I mean, the Florida Panthers are going to have four days of rest after Saturday's game against Edmonton. But even after the Christmas break, after the All-Star break slash Olympic break, the Florida Panthers, again, luck has been on their side. But even with this loss in the, only their fourth game back, the Panthers have just the motivation after that layoff that they had did not go away. And it takes a lot of like mental preparation and mental toughness as well for this Panthers team that they're, they're not going to brush off losses, but they are not going to keep their head down too. That's pretty much the, the point in all of this where when it comes to where when the Panthers did return to practice um and Andrew Burnett did not give an update on who the starting goalie is going to be for to tonight's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Florida Panthers will also not hold a morning skate uh today uh before their game against Columbus so we'll know more about the goalie um who's starting uh in goal uh, around like 4 45 5 o'clock um andrew burnett will meet with the media and we don't know if it's spencer knight i don't think it will be 
Uh, I think he, it's going to be until after the Edmonton game when they have four days off that he'll return to the lineup uh, for the Panthers. Uh, so we talk about Bob's workload and not having a morning skate might be what Andrew Burnett is going to try to do before they face off against the Columbus Blue Jackets because they they also won't have a morning skate on Saturday because it's an afternoon game against Edmonton. So I'm kind of thinking that that is the strategy to give Bob a little bit of rest, even though there's a chance that he might start against Columbus. He started the first two matchups against Columbus. So that's kind of what I think Andrew Burnett's line of thinking is, but Hey, I could be wrong and we could hear something completely different come 445, five o'clock today, uh, a few hours before uh puck drop. So in the next segment, we're going to talk more about Owen Tippett, and we're going to talk about a few different situations around the NHL where young players have changed sceneries of recent years to see if that has changed their play and helped them elevate to a different level of play. We're going to talk about that a little bit in the next segment. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Continuing this conversation on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen today. And for your next listen today, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, Owen Tippett is a little bit of a, I don't know what the right word is is for it. I'm going to say sore subject, but maybe that's the wrong use of words. Uh, maybe later I'll find a, a better words for um, describing what has gone on with Owen Tippett the last uh, few months. Um, and even going back to last year, the former top 10th um, overall pick from the 2017 NHL entry draft. And, when you think about the human side of things and the mental aspect of things, being drafted by the NHL or any sports league is special. It's very special knowing that you're you're drafted. Going inside the top 10, knowing that you are the best of the best in your class or projected to be is a very special honor that a team wants to select you coming into their franchise to possibly change the direction of it. I mean, it hasn't worked out. Um, for for Owen Tippett to this point in time, it hasn't. And the Florida Panthers are going to make some type of trade. Again, he's in a lose-lose right now um, with not playing in, and increasing his trade value. And when he's not, when he is out there for the Panthers, he's not doing anything to help his case as well. So, Again, the Florida Panthers right now, their business is and their line of thinking is trying to win. And they think that anyone who's going to hold them back from that is not going to be a part of this lineup. And this is 
kind of where I see the human side of it. And Owen Tippett is likely feeling down on his flight to um, HL Charlotte. Jacob Winans, um, when he joined the episode yesterday, talked about how he's too good for the AHL. I mean, small sample size, two games, four points in two of those games. And even the year before in Springfield, when he played for the Thunderbirds, uh, 40 points in 46 games. So Owen Tippett has kind of graduated from that. But just knowing that he's not really being a fit in this part of the NHL and on this team, I know there's a fit somewhere else. And I'm cheering for the kid. And I want to talk about a little bit about top picks that have changed situations to see if they have become better as a result of it. We talk about Leah Sanderson, a number seven overall pick from the New York Rangers, now on the LA Kings, up and down with the New York Rangers in the SHL, AHL, and average a point per game in the World Juniors for Sweden, but then not a great start for his New York Rangers career. Six points in 42 games in 2019. And uh, I can't... My handwriting's bad right here, so I uh, I think I'm reading 10, um, 11 points in 17 games. I might have written that incorrectly when I took notes, but my, my handwriting's really bad. But um, got traded to LA Kings, and the numbers and the production for him wasn't that much better um, for him. So change of scenery for Leah Sanderson, and it's not looking to be better for him. Another situation were two players in the same exact draft. Cody Glass, originally drafted by the Vegas Golden Knights, and Nolan Patrick, originally drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers. And let's let's talk about how different variables calls for different reasons why players don't work out. Nolan Patrick's situation, he was on LTIR twice throughout his young career. And right now he has um, six points in 18 games for the Vegas Golden Knights. Cody Glass, on the other hand, he's got traded to the Nashville Predators in a three-way trade with Philadelphia and Vegas, which sent Ryan Ellis to Philly, Nolan Patrick to Vegas, and Cody Glass to Nashville. And in 43 games for Milwaukee, Cody Glass has 39 points. So he's in a better situation. Nick Suzuki was an original draft pick for the... Vegas Golden Knights traded to Montreal as far as the Max Pacioretty deal. 112 points in 178 games uh, as as of this morning. But now after checking the, the NHL scores today, he already has two goals. So, and earned himself a great contract extension for Nick Suzuki. And also, let's talk about a little bit coaching as well. Like Owen Tippett really benefited from um, Coach Quenville being here. And... Just our division rivals to north of the border, Montreal, Marty St. Louis coming to the mix. There was a little skepticism, Marty St. Louis coming into Montreal to coach the Canadians. I mean, Cole Caulfield looked up to him, but he was coaching Pee Wee right before taking the job in Montreal. And now Cole Caulfield has elevated his game too. The 15th overall pick from 
the 2019 draft, same draft as Spencer Knight, and he's elevated his game. And Montreal has been winning more as of late. They got off to a slower start, but they got they got they racked up some wins as well as of late. And I'm I don't know if it's trying to improve the coach and um to impress excuse me impress your coach. And there's a little bit more of a jolt there, but just goes to show when you have that relationship and that you and that you're inspired like something can right really light a fire under you and it's not to say that andrew brunette doesn't push someone like owen tippett it's just a way a message is let out versus how it's received and how it's gone between the ears for for someone like owen tippett that's what i'm getting at and, and here are some examples of players who, I mean, Cole Caulfield was an original draft pick from, Ve- um, excuse me, Montreal. But look how much his game has changed since that coaching change as well. After, after coming on later into the season last year, being scratched in the first two games of, of the playoffs and then taking it from there. Eric Brandstrom, another original draft pick from the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, flipped to Ottawa for Mark Stone. And he looks to be in a better situation um, personally for him. Just Barry Kakaniemi, an offer sheet that Carolina offered him that scratched from the Montreal Canadiens during their playoff run. A former top pick in the draft doesn't see the ice. Uh, for much of the playoffs throughout his time there. He signed an offer sheet thinking of what he thought he was worth. Montreal's taking the picks, and it looks to be beneficial for the other side. I don't know if Kukaniemi is going to be re-signed in Carolina after the offer sheet, um, but he's in a better situation and more trusted. I mean, Rod Brindamore has now been there for, for a little bit and he's playing on that bottom six and in, in a bottom six role for Carolina, but look at the balance. You, you have, you have homegrown, a mix of homegrown players, a few players that you, you, you trade for, you put Freddie Anderson in a better situation, not, not as much pressure in Toronto. And you put Kakaniemi in a place that he feels appreciated in. And that it elevates somebody's game. And that's what I think that Owen Tippett, that that could happen for Owen Tippett. And if he gets traded, let's say he gets traded to a team that's not going to make the playoffs. This will be his opportunity when his season ends in April for him to get back into the lab right away going into off-season training when the games aren't being played because that is how you truly get better. An example, the NHL point leader coming into um, coming into yesterday, uh, Connor McDavid scored a goal and Leon Dreisaitl got an assist. So now um, Jonathan Huberto's tied for the league lead in points last time I checked. Um, but going into the lab, and bettering your body as well. Jonathan Huberto is a perfect example of that. Will Owen Tippett go into the lab and do those same things on his new team 
when he get and improve on that and that new team will have his rfa rights so they'll be able to see over a longer period of time i mean he could very well also be traded to a team that's on the verge of wild card for example the florida panthers have inquired about john klimberg as well the dallas stars so has toronto toronto's also in on john klimberg and does the Florida Panthers make a move for for that? And does he get a little bit of playoff time too in a team that's not as balanced as the Panthers? So that means his chances of being sent down to the Texas Stars if he were to be traded to Dallas are less likely than if he were than right right now with the Panthers. Another example is Adam Boquist of the originally drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks used as an asset to trade for Seth Jones. Um, He's now on his best point production of his career and Columbus is in doing a lot better than a lot of people anticipated. A lot of them thought they were going to be a, a top five pick. I mean, they could still get the, at least the third overall pick in this draft due to Chicago. Um, um, the first round pick they got from them. If it lands in the top two, Chicago keeps that pick. But outside of the top two, the Columbus Blue Jackets fans are hoping that it gets at least to number three for that. And then other variables that happen, of course, injuries. We talked about Bo Byram before on this podcast, who has been struggling with injuries. The Colorado Avalanche are just as a very dominant team as they can be, and they're not, and they're doing this all without their top a top four pick in Bo Byram and Bo Byram has questioned on whether he should play hockey again, based on all the injuries that he sustained and just goes to show that different players go through different experiences and different kinds of trials and tribulations to get to where they want to be. Of course, we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes, of course, but hopefully for Owen Tippett with this assignment to Charlotte, again, like Jacob said yesterday, he's too good for the AHL right now. And I hope that next time that there's a Charlotte checkers game, that he's on that same point production. And I will, I'll, I'll, I'll let in a, I'll, I'll have a big smile on my face knowing that he's performing well on that level and that someone will try to take a waiver on him. not well, not go on waivers, but you know, someone will try to uh, take on hit, um, take take him on on their team to try to say we're going to unleash this kid. And I I really do hope that it's on the Panthers, but as of right now, it doesn't look like it's going to be. So I'm cheering for him, and I hope that eventually, if he does get traded, that that every time I see him score and I, or I see him uh, do something well, that is like good for him. He found himself in a better situation. I talked with Jess Bomasto of Locked On Calgary Flames, and she's happy that Sam Bennett is in a better situation. And look at the Calgary Flames, the best team coming out of the All-Star break record-wise. And Bennett's in a better situation and the Calgary Flames overall. So that was a trade that's looking like it's the better it it benefited both sides of it and long term we're gonna have to see because i mean 
the Calgary Flames do have to try to re-sign Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau. But right now it's looking good for Calgary. And right now it's looking good for Florida. And it could look good for a possible Owen Tippett trade. Which, if he does go, if he does, if he's not on the team anymore after the trade deadline, then cheers to him and cheers to his success coming down the road. The next segment, we're going to talk more about tonight's matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets as the Columbus Blue Jackets have won six of their last seven games coming out of the All-Star break. We're going to preview that on the next segment on Locked On Panthers. Continuing this conversation on Locked On Panthers on tonight's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So the last two matchups have been a lot of fun. That's putting it nicely. Scoring nine the first time, scoring eight the other time on the road. I mean, memorable games for the Panthers. I mean, Mackenzie Weger um, getting four points in the first matchup, Ekblad getting three. The second, the second time around, the Florida Panthers, they, as weird as that game was, I mean, the Blue Jackets having it to five to four at one point, and then the Florida Panthers carrying um, carrying it away. Marchment gets six points. Reinhardt gets a hat trick, and Lundell gets five assists in that one. That third line was just firing on all cylinders. This is the final time that they're going to be facing against each other um, this season in Sunrise, Florida. Um, this will be the third and final time they face. Um, but Columbus has been. I looked their record before looking into some of the numbers. And six of their last seven um, games, they have come victorious since the All-Star break. Second best record in the NHL, right behind Calgary, who we mentioned in the last, in the last segment. Um, third best goals for game in that one behind Calgary and who else? The Florida Panthers. That's the, that's the other team that they're behind. But goals against for this Columbus Blue Jackets team. Since the All-Star break, they're 19th and 3.43, but they're still winning. But they're giving up so many goals in between. A lot of high-scoring affairs for this Columbus Blue Jackets team. I mean, Patrick Lane has been just incredible. 14 points in their last seven. Boone Jenner as well. Um, um, three goals and seven assists, 10 points. Zach Rowensky, two, two points, two goals and six assists. And Jacob Voracek, after being on the Philadelphia Flyers for 10 years, returning to Columbus, leading the way a point, um, not leading the way, excuse me, but getting a point per game in that span. And Patrick Lane's shooting percentage, 33.3% in that span um, on eight goals on 24 shots. It's not sustainable. It's not a long-term, um, you can't sustain that long-term, but Patrick Lane is finding a better fit in Columbus after everything that went on last season in Columbus, all the drama, now we don't hear anything out of there. And Elvis Merzlikens, um, in the span, 4-1-0, 890 save percentage and 3.6 um, goals against average. And Corpus Allo is on injured reserve for the Columbus Blue Jackets, but his backup, J.F. Berube, 2-0-0, uh, two, two, oh, oh, 9.23 save percentage and a goals against average just under three. So they're still letting in a lot of goals, 
but they're scoring a lot. And that's what's really helping the, the Columbus Blue Jackets get on sort of a track to try to get to the wild card um, right behind Boston. But it's a great run that they're on. I don't know if it'll be enough for them to make the playoffs, but they are really making it more interesting as many people, fans, people who cover teams like myself, have all said one thing in common is that the eight playoff teams right now in the East are the eight teams, but not so fast. The the Columbus Blue Jackets might have something to say about it. But the 6-1-0 record for Columbus is a little bit of fool's gold in a bit, in a way, with all the goals against that they have. And you know how this Florida Panthers team can just score in bunches the way they do. Is what the Florida Panthers need to do, most importantly in this game, is to stay out of the damn box. Because since the All-Star break, Columbus has the second best power play percentage in the NHL, right behind the New York Rangers, who is at 50%, but they've only played three games. The Columbus Blue Jackets have played seven. So that might that number might be a little skewed when it comes to the Rangers at 50%, but still a great number for New York to be in coming out of the break. But 37.5% that the Columbus Blue Jackets are at since coming out of the All-Star break. And the, the Panthers, that, that's what they have to do in order to defeat this Columbus Blue Jackets team for the third time in three tries. I mean, averaging 8.5 goals in their first two. Uh, the Florida Panthers coming into this game, knowing what they did in their first two, they're going to be kind of ready. And the fact that this game is coming after a loss at home, only their fourth of the season, and knowing that this is a team that they just not only beat, but beat down on two occasions, I believe they're really going to be ready for this. And that Joey Ganzi of the Hockey Writers (laughs) said, if you're a betting person, take the over on this one. So uh, with the high-scoring affair that this is anticipated to be if you're a betting person take the over and, and i mean i'm podcasting for locked on so i guess use uh, bet online as your source for taking the over for uh this game so go make yourself some money on this one uh as the florida panthers will be taking on the columbus blue jackets thursday night 7 p.m and espn plus slash hulu exclusive on this one so you that's the way that you could uh access uh this game and for Friday's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in our second guest co-host. We had a theme on Wednesday of Winans Wednesday, and we're going to have a guest co-host on Friday. We, of course, like I said on Wednesday, I'm going to wait until that episode drops so you, so you guys know who that guest co-host is going to be as a surprise. But it's going to be fun. This is a new, uh, different um I like to say era of locked on Panthers where as the playoffs are starting to approach that we have some different opinions coming on the show um, that are outside of mine that we get to bounce back and forth and talk about more things related to this hockey team that's really ready to just get into the playoffs and hopefully make a run so 
excited for Friday's episode to recap Thursday's game and of course to look at Saturday's game. But of course, let's get Thursday out of the way first and hope that the Florida Panthers bounce back after taking a, a loss on Tuesday at home against Nashville. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL shows Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen today. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.